Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB. Brett McGarry with Greg Mackling on 680 CJOB. One of the things that I've come to enjoy about this show is being introduced to culture in our city because I sort of I've, I've described myself in the past as an uncultured lout and uh, so I've been we've talked to the symphony and the, the art gallery and something came across my email that grabbed my attention and I thought this is another way to introduce more culture into my life the headline is a quirky mystery about what brings people to the edge of the world the 149th world premiere from Prairie Theatre Exchange. It's called The Flats, and it's by Ginny Collins, who is joining us now live in studio. Ginny, welcome to 680 CGOB. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So you, you wrote a murder mystery set in Churchill. What inspired that? <laughs> well, I uh, was up in Churchill for a few weeks, about seven years ago. That was my first time up there. And um, I knew right away that it was a place that I needed to write about. Um, it's got this, uh, it's got this incredible, uh, beauty. You've got the Northern Lights and the polar bears and all those wonderful attractions up there. And it's also got this amazing element of danger to it. I mean, you're living up there and it's a place where, you know, the bears could kill you. The weather itself could kill you. You're out in the water and that's a dangerous thing. And I thought, what an amazing place to set a murder mystery. You have this tension filled environment. So that was sort of the original impetus for wanting to write the play. My kids are learning about composition and learning how to write, and that's your classic man versus nature conflict, totally. right? Yeah, it's it's living poetry in a way. We've got already this, this wonderful juxtaposition to play with. And so uh, I wanted to write something where... Um, you know, if you if you have a place like Churchill that's so uh, community oriented, um, people really look out for each other. There's there was an instance recently where you know a woman up there was attacked by a bear, and then a guy runs out of his house and saves her, and another guy runs out of his house and saves that guy. Like people keep each other alive up there, and so um, part of the reasoning for wanting to write this was like, what happens if you were to take that away? If a, if a murder happens in a town, people start locking their doors. People start sort of turning their backs on each other. What does that look like in a place that's so dangerous? So that was sort of where I got the idea. So how would how would you describe the the play that you've written here? The flats is it sort of a is it more of a drama or is it kind of lighthearted? Uh, you know, like in terms of the mystery component, is it darker or more fun? I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I've I've sort of been saying that. Um, I mean, this is a murder mystery in the same way that you know Fargo would be a crime thriller. Okay. Like it's. It's a, a quirky murder mystery, um, but it's more about the place and the place itself as a character. You know, that's funny you say that because we've seen the, the, the clips of Winnipeg appearing in TV shows and movies all seem together, right? They've put out this video, Chamber of Commerce has put out the video and Tourism Winnipeg and they promote this, right? Because it's my sense that I've gotten over the last little while, last decade or so, that Winnipeg has almost become a character, Yes. In Hollywood, because in one word, you can paint a picture that a majority of people paying attention can present in their mind. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. And and Churchill is is kind of that place. People have that association with the place. They have that that mental connection to it. So you can sort of dive into a into a play and people already are bringing so much with them. What were you doing in Churchill, by the way? You said you visited... Churchill. Yeah. What brought you up there? Uh, I was there about seven years ago visiting some friends that were hired to give whale tours up there. So I was staying with them, actually staying out on the flats, 
which is this uh, this area that's across the tracks in Churchill. Uh, a lot of kind of ramshackle houses. It's right there on the water. It's like if Churchill wasn't far enough away, this is like the edge of Churchill. So it's like the edge of the world in a lot of ways, which is which is was also a fun metaphor to play with. But um, I was staying outside uh, on the flats with her and her partner and. They were in this uh, this place that was like made out of the side of a boat and like an old schoolhouse, just this thrown together sort of sort of building, which I actually ended up putting in the play. Um, and then I was there uh, more recently on a Manitoba Arts Council artist residency because I had the idea to write the play and I and I applied for the residency and went and stayed at the Churchill Northern Studies Center. Because uh, Manitoba Arts Council has this residency program where they um, they take artists and they put them up there uh, to sort of like uh, converse and work with the scientists a little bit and get them talking to each other and get them influencing their work. So um, at that point, I was able to stay up for a few weeks. So when we look at uh, Guy Madden and the work that he's done over the years, he's he's very effectively created Winnipeg as this character. Of course, did an entire film kind of based on that premise, as twisted as it was. But just this idea of arts and its ability to tell our collective story, it's a pretty powerful thing in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it's funny you mention that because I think – much like his My Winnipeg, it's taking what exists and uh, turning it on its head a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is which is similar to what I do in this. Like it's not, you know, about a Churchill that exists necessarily, sure. but it's but it's sort of uh, taking from that and and putting imagination on top of it. So we get sometimes offended by that ideal, right? <laughs> of of playing up the things that people think about us and depending on them to tell the story. And even though we know that it's fact, we've had a discussion twice now, I think, Brett, in the last eight or nine weeks about travel pieces that have been done on Winnipeg. And both of them have been glowing endorsements of our community, but they start at the negative, right? Basically, Mm -hmm. forget everything you've heard about Winnipeg. This is the fact. And mm-hmm. so th- we get somehow get our backs up when when it starts out that way, right? As though yeah. uh, it's kind of a negative thing, but we're going to turn it into a positive. It's like, yeah, you said 99 great words about us, but one wasn't <laughs> very nice. And we don't like where you started. Is there any pushback? Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I've noticed that about Winnipeg as well. I think there is a, a changing narrative in our city, though, about um, people have more confidence, I think, these days about about where they're from in Winnipeg. I mean, I I know I hear a lot of those things and I just think, yeah, you know, we have we have these things negative things people can say. We know where we live. We know that we like it. We know that we choose to be here. Um and that's that's sort of, you know, with a Winnipeg take, but um in a Churchill context, uh I don't know. Yeah, we'll see we'll see sort of uh what the response is. Um I definitely, you know, don't um you say anything negative about the place, but when you write a when you write a play, it's about uh, characters and it's about people, and there's going to be conflict and there's going to be all those things that make a place dramatic, right? So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the response. Any so, plans to show it up there and present it in Churchill? No, no, we're we're doing it at uh, at PTE in English and at Segmoliere in French, uh, and no plans right now to show it up there. So that's interesting that that it's being done in both. Languages, and I'm curious to know when it goes from English to French. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the words are changing from English to French, but does it does it change the the complexion of the production at all in terms of the way the story is presented? 
Uh, I think so. Well, like our cast as well is is bilingual. It's half English and half French, and it's just funny to see um, when it's in that actor's native language what they can bring out in the play. Like I've seen some French rehearsals as well, and the French actors, and I'm like, oh wow, that that seems like a different performance than you were given English. Like the nuances of the language just bring out different things about the characters for sure. Uh, the translation they did is is relatively direct, so. Um, I don't see a lot of change in the story or language, but yeah, it is interesting to watch the transition for the actors. I think some people are going to see it in both languages and it's going to kind of seem like a different play. I'm on my iPhone because I couldn't quite remember the name of Les Boys, the the French language uh, movie about hockey. And one of my best friends is French and he says, yeah, it just doesn't translate. <laughs> you know the jokes yeah. in French when you hear them in joke. They're in in uh, in French when you hear them told. They're hilarious, but when they're translated directly or even loosely, he says it just doesn't <laughs> connect. So how have you managed to make sure the story stays connected uh, along the same lines uh, of Brett's uh, question, yeah. but maybe expanding on the answer a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the. Of all of the parts of the translation, the humor parts were the most different. So I think that was a big challenge for the translator was to take those jokes. Because especially in French, there's this beautiful play on language that they have all the time. And that's where a lot of the humor comes from. So um, so those were the parts where I noticed like, oh, that's an entirely different joke. But, you know, I would just trust her to get the same the same message across. So, yeah, I think it'll work. Why was it important to you or why did you decide to, to present it both in English and in French? Uh, this was an initiative um, spearheaded by Bob Metcalf of Prathier Exchange and Genevieve Pelletier at Cirque Moliere, and they had actually come up with a concept um, and then uh, commissioned me to be a part of this project. So this was uh, a vision they had. I think they were they were talking. They wanted the communities to work together more, and the play really is um, is a collaboration. Like I mentioned, the cast is totally bilingual, but the people working behind the scenes they've hired from both the French and English community as well. Uh, the composers, the um, the costume people, the sets people. So it's a real mix, and it's neat to see everyone you know working together, and sometimes for the first time. We're going to pause a conversation with Ginny Collins. She is a Winnipeg-based playwright, and she has written The Flats, which is making its debut tomorrow at Prairie Theatre Exchange. It's described as a quirky mystery on the frozen edge of Hudson Bay. And I want to ask Ginny about her time in Africa. She spent time on the edge of the world here in Manitoba and all the way over in Africa, a far more interesting life than mine, so I want to find out more about her life when we come back after your forecast. Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB. 148 on this Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. He's Brett McGarry. I'm Greg Mackling. And Ginny Collins has joined us in studio. We're talking about her play. It debuts tomorrow at PTE, one of the very special places in our community, the Prairie Theatre Exchange. And we're talking about the play, The Flats. And Brett, you and I were talking about some exotic uh, destinations and some different things that, well, one thing that you had done, but you wanted to ask Ginny about an adventure of hers outside of Manitoba. Well, yeah, I mean, you, so going to Churchill, obviously, I think is an adventure into itself, but looking at your bio here, I see that you've spent time in Africa and Latin America. So I want to ask about both of those. Why don't we start with Africa? What what sure. brought you there? Yeah, I had, um, I had just graduated from journalism school and uh, was just looking for uh, an international experience that was also in my field. So I headed over there and uh, volunteered for a women's magazine in Zambia for a while. 
Uh, and then from there, I um, I did a master's program because I got in- interested in international development and um, and studies around that. So I did uh, my master's uh, in that area in Costa Rica. And then I went back uh, and I worked for the United Nations Development Program in Namibia after that um, for a while. So what what got you out of that, I suppose? What brought you back to Manitoba? Um, it was uh, just a sort of a lifestyle decision, a decision to move back to family and community and all those things. Um, it was, you know, could be kind of an exhausting experience living overseas, uh, away from things that are familiar. And the nature of uh, different UN programs is that you're changing countries every couple of years. So uh, it's it become it's a real lifestyle choice. You have to really be into that life. So uh, turn this back to Manitoba a little bit and using your experience in some of these absolutely gorgeous and exotic parts of the planet. Do we underestimate what we have here in terms of our ability to experience the exotic? You, mm-hmm. Brett and I were talking mm-hmm. off the air about, you know, my dad's experience uh, paddling with and kayaking with the beluga whales. And he's been to Costa Rica, not been to Africa, but been to Europe and, and uh, many other places and says it's one of the coolest things, if not the coolest thing that he's ever done. He yeah. said it was magical and terrifying all at once. And here we are, you know, it's a, it's a day trip to Churchill and, and, yeah. and you know, it's like a, it should be a mandatory visit for everyone in our province. I think so. Yeah, we do underestimate what we have in Manitoba, you know, Churchill and, and a lot of the other gorgeous areas that we have. Um, you know, I think everyone should add Churchill to their bucket list. The, the experience of kayaking with beluga whales is unlike anything I've ever experienced when I've when I've been traveling. Um, it, it is this incredible connection that you can have with them. They, they come so close to the boats and they're really friendly and curious animal. Um, and it's, uh, you know, they get so close that it, it is a little bit scary, but it's, it's pretty great. I would recommend take the train up. Like it's, we have a beautiful province. See it all. So the flats haven't even asked you what's, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the story? Yes, absolutely. So the, um, the storyline is that, uh, the, uh, town doctor in Churchill goes missing and the search for him unearths, uh, a lot of the, uh, quirky characters and stories and people in Churchill. Uh, One thing I noticed when I visited there, everyone in Churchill has got a story. Whether you live up there and you've been living with the bears your whole life and have escaped death narrowly several times, or you're someone that uh, has moved up there, and if you move up there, you got a reason to move up there. You know, for some people, it's a job, that kind of thing. For some people, it's, you know, they're going to the edge of the world for a reason. So, uh everyone's got a story to uncover. So this, this play sort of really plays with that element of it. And, um, and so anyway, the doctor goes missing and they find out that he's been living out on the flats, which is the across the tracks area. And he's a doctor. And why would he be out there? Why would he sort of exile himself from the town like that? So that sort of like adds to the mystery of the whole thing. So it's the search for him and what ended up happening to him. I like that you point out that if you move up there, if you voluntarily move up there, it could be because you're, you have a secret or you're, is it that you're like, did you encounter people like that in Churchill where you felt like they were hiding from something? Well, some people would just fully admit that they, that they were, <laughs> and you know, it, it wasn't necessarily something sinister. It wasn't no, like, no. oh, this, this horrible thing I did, but it was just like, oh, I just needed to get away from this situation or, or, or this, this particular person or whatever it was. People, people can be open about it. I guess some are more secretive, but um, I didn't necessarily hear those stories. So 
I always consider Winnipeg the still in that geographical area where if you come here, it's for love or money, one, the other, or both. I would say Churchill falls on that spectrum where <laughs> you're probably running from something or to something and and pretty quickly, I would yeah. imagine. You know, yeah. that's not a it's not a decision you would make lightly, I don't think. Yeah. No, it's um it's just that kind of place. Talk to anybody, you'll get you'll have a great time. You'll hear some great stories. Oh, I bet. So the the process of of writing up a, a play, I mean, and I see that you've had some success. Um do these exotic locations that you've been to, has, does that sort of help feed your creativity or give you the inspiration for these ideas? Yes, absolutely. And part of the reason that I, I wanted to do all that travel in the first place is that so you have something to say and something to write about. So uh, a play I did a few years ago at Winnipeg Jewish Theatre was called Good Intentions, and that was set in Africa. Um, and this one being set in another place that I've traveled to, which is Churchill. So, yeah, I really like bringing, bringing those elements into the writing. The power of the story. We've discussed this once or twice on this program and the ability to share stories so powerful. But what about the idea of capturing a community or the essence? And even though it might just be underlying, uh, why is that so powerful? And uh, how do you get good at that? I think that uh, in a lot of ways, my journalism training comes into play. When I was up here the last time doing the artist residency at uh, Churchill Northern Study Center, I just uh, rented a car, took it into town for the day, and wandered around the flats for the whole day and just knocked on doors and talked to people that lived out there. And they were so welcoming. They would just hear the door knock and they would say, come in. So you just walk, literally walking into people's houses. They invite you to sit down for a beer. And they love telling stories about being about living up there like you were mentioning how sometimes we can be you know offended at the stereotype of the place I have never seen it played up more than when I visited Churchill you, you know you, you jump in a taxi or you go into a restaurant and people sit down with you and they're like want to hear my bear story because everyone's got this like narrowly escaped death story that they cannot wait to tell you so so they they love that they play that up it's part of it's part of their life so I heard a lot of those stories while walking on the flats and was able to sort of, you know, capture the wonderful community feel that's up there. Would you be an outsider uh, beyond question if you don't have a bear story? <laughs> You'd be outed pretty quick, I imagine. I think they would, yeah, they would just doubt. They're like, would, do you never leave your house? Like, where's your bear story? It's a rite of passage. Ginny Collins, thank you so much for joining us today on 680 CJOB. Once again, The Flats, a quirky mystery set in Churchill Begins tomorrow at Prairie Theatre Exchange, and then after, so it's running from tomorrow until February 12th, and then in March, March 2nd to 18th, it'll be at Cercle Molière. That's on uh, Provence, right? That's right. Okay. That's mm-hmm. And where can we get more information? What's the, the website? Yeah, please. Come visit the website, pte.mb.ca, and you can get tickets on there as well. Okay. Uh, the news is coming up next on 680 CJOB. Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB.